Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. In Romans chapter 12, stand up on your feet if you're able. And I'm going to take it from, I think you have notes. The notes say verse 11. That's certainly our main verse, but I'm going to read from the New International Version tonight. And I'm going to start from verse 9, and then I'll uh, finish when I stop. Here we go. Are you ready? Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love Honor one another above yourselves. Imagine that. Never be lacking in zeal. Would you say that? Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people in low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Let's pray. Father, move in power. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, I'm, I'm really just going to take this first part, but I wanted to read that whole section because it's just so powerful and so much of the last part of the verses we read, I probably won't even get to because we have quite a bit to chew on tonight to help you. Everybody say, be zealous. It's not really a word you hear too often outside of, outside of Christendom. Uh, I've seen people that were zealous for football games wearing cheese hats and painting their faces. I've seen people zealous uh, in soccer games. Um, it's also called football. How many of you are soccer fans or football? If you're from Europe, then it's football. They all football in, the, in America. They just had the Super Bowl. and Right? Okay. Zeal. There's a lot of people that are zealous for a lot of things. But what he's talking about here, the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome is saying to be zealous. And he he gives a number of other things that we should do. Zeal. Wow, zeal. I want to talk to you about zeal tonight. And as you look through scripture, you'll find a number of examples. And one of my favorites is in Numbers 25. There's this guy, his name is Phineas. Phineas. And he he was one of the young men in the company of Israel as they were traveling to the promised land. And they were led astray by, uh, it's the story of Balaam and Balak. How many of you know that story? That's where that donkey spoke because the prophet wouldn't listen. He's really a false prophet. 
Some call him a sorcerer. And he would stand to curse. He was paid to curse Israel. And he stood and he went to curse Israel. And God turned the curse into a blessing. And I love that text where it says, you know, you can't bless what, you can't curse what God's blessed. You know, I'm not worried about witchcraft. Is there witchcraft? Yes. I'm just not worried about it. Why? Because I'm blessed. Like an undeserved curse, the proverb says, so a darting swallow returns to its sender. It'd be a horrible thing for somebody to try to curse us. Why? Because they'd end up with emrons or some kind of horrible disease. It'll just bounce back on them. Is that how, that's, listen, that's where my faith's at, and I got word for it. I got scripture for it. Now, if you live outside of the blessing of God, then just express like a big, you know, put a bullseye on your chest and wait for impact. You can say, well, I'm blessed and hold on to your little crucifix around your neck, be living like the devil, and, and you could just wait for, you know, a, a javelin from hell to take you out. And, and, but if you're blessed, there's nothing anybody can do about it. You're blessed. God, come on, God will bless you. Come on, somebody say, God's blessed me. Well, you have to live in the blessing. You can take yourself out from the blessing. I said, you can take yourself out from the blessing. Blessing is contingent on the way that you live and, of course, what Jesus has done. But you can turn from that. You can have compromise. You can yield to compromise and get yourself out of the blessing. Zeal will help you stay in the blessing of God. And so there's this guy, Phinehas, and uh, basically what happens is Israel yields to lust. They send prostitutes into the camp. And uh, this is Numbers 25. And uh, Israel ends up with a plague because they sinned. And this plague is breaking out. And if you go and read this, this I think it's Moab. This Moabitess. Moabitess? Okay. She comes with another leader from Israel and passes by. Everybody's mourning for the horrible plague and the sin that's now upon them and the plague that's now upon them as a result. And these two, these two, I mean, you got to get the pictures. Numbers 25. And here's the picture. Pastor Karen, you help us. You help me out. You ready? So, so if the whole congregation is mourning, go ahead and say, go ahead. Okay. They're mourning. And it's like, it's like this, this, Wicked leader and this Moabitist were like, they're mourning. And you're like, oh, yeah, we're going over here. We're going over here. And we're going to go in the back in the tent. We're going in the back. Okay, now, there might be some. Thank you, dear. Would you put your hands together for Pastor Karen? So they walk in front of everybody. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get busy because we don't care what you think. You want a definition of get busy? I, I don't know what to say. And Phineas sees this, and he's so upset that he grabs a javelin, like a spear, and he rushes into the tent, and he shish kebabs two of them with one blow, which shows you how close they were. Am I, am I communicating? And that text talks about zeal. because The Lord says the plague has stopped, and because of the zeal of Phineas, the plague has been reversed. Boy, we need young men like that. I don't mean running around killing people, but I mean people that'll stand. Hello? Crime is at an all-time high. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody that's so burning with what's right. 
righteousness and holiness and purity that they'll stand. We need Phineas's to rise in this generation, no matter what age they are. Elijah was also zealous for the house of the Lord, for the things of God. In fact, he said, I'm zealous. I'm the only one left. And the Lord's like, you're not the only one. How many, anybody ever felt like you're the only one? 7,000 more. He's ministered to by an angel. I mean, God speaks to him, but he was filled with zeal. Zeal, you will find that zeal, and I'm going to define it for you. Zeal is an ingredient that is crucial to seeing breakthrough in a region. Zeal is an ingredient that's crucial to seeing breakthrough in your life. If you don't have zeal, passion, fire. Come on, somebody say fire. David was zealous for the Lord. Jesus, it is said of Jesus in John 2 and 17, his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house has consumed me. Quoting Psalm 119, verse 139. In Isaiah 9, it says of the greatness of his government, peace and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. So God is a God of zeal. What is zeal? I'm going to get there, but I'm trying to make a point. Wherever there's kingdom power, you'll see zeal. You will not see zeal separate from that. You can see zeal for the enemy. God wants us to be zealous for the kingdom. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. So Romans, 11, Romans 12, verse 11, never be lacking in zeal. Never be lacking in what? Zeal. That's a command. He's commanding us. Now, I don't know about you. I've had times when I was lacking zeal. The word is translated, and I'll have to spell it for you, but I think we have notes up behind me. It's translated, um, in the Greek, S-P-O-U-D-E. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Same word is translated business in the King James Version. And uh, also translated uh, diligence in verse 8. The word translated is literally lacking means not to be slothful. Not to be lazy. Not to be lazy. Has anybody ever seen a sloth? I think I've talked about sloths here before. We, when I was in biology class, we had a sloth. I don't know where it came from, Australia or something like that. And it was the slowest moving thing you had ever seen. I mean, you had to like, when it's on its way to go eat something, I mean, the hand moves so slowly. I mean, it was just, it was like you were watching a slow motion film. And my friends and I, we, we just, when the biology teacher wasn't looking and I wasn't saved, I just want to say that. We tried to instigate the sloth to move a little faster. So we would flick it a little bit, mess with it a little bit, and, and just couldn't do anything. And I remember once I just went to go like poke it in the eye. You know something? Sloths are moving slow until they don't. <laughs> Somehow, it, it, it bit pretty quick. <laughs> I was like, ah! Totally terrifying experience. Keep your, keep your spiritual fervor. 
The best translation of that is set on being set on fire by the Spirit. Being set on fire by the Spirit or a glow. How many of you remember women's aglow? I don't know what ever happened to women's aglow. It's probably still around somewhere. Uh, the, the <laughs> well, I hope it's a glow. You remember, remember the you remember the afterglow services? Whoever remembers afterglow services? Raise your hand high. This is the word that it comes from. A glow is too cute. Zeal sounds better to me. But a glow is to have fire. The actual way it reads in the New Testament is burning. Burning. Is your heart burning? I don't know if I could define it that way. You might say, Pastor, my, my, heart, my heart burns when I've eaten too much red sauce, pasta marinara, and I overeat. No, God wants your heart to burn for him. I think it was in the late 90s. Um, I'm not sure when IHOP started, but we were right there. International House of Prayer has been going 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We, we uh, love that ministry and its singleness of purpose for pushing prayer and worship, harp and bowl, they call it from the book of Revelation. And we've been there numerous times. In fact, went with the Haggerty's, had a Tremendous encounter there and experience there with the Lord as our kids were little, little ones. Our little daughters went to go to worship leading school over there. And he used to say, spirit of burning. And I was like, what are you talking about? Spirit of burning it used to irritate me. Does any, anybody know what? I, can I tell you something else that irritates me? I don't know why. The father, the, 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 the daddy God prayers. They just bother me. I don't know why. I'm sure it's me. Oh, Daddy God, I'm not going to mock that because I know that it comes from a sincere heart. At least I hope it does. But I just don't pray the Daddy God prayers because it just, I don't know. To me, it's sort of Southern California and odd. It just, you know, it's my personality. Right. How many of you know, how many of you know there's certain things that you like that nobody else likes? Okay. So, spirit of burning. I'm like, okay. Let me show me that in scripture. Well, it's in there. And it's actually in Isaiah, and it's in different places. That this is what this means. Let your heart burn with fire. Don't be lacking in zeal. Let your heart be consumed with the fire of the Holy Ghost. This is quite a prayer. It's quite, a, quite an encouragement, quite a command he's really giving to us. Keep your spiritual fervor burning. He goes on to say in serving the Lord. Very simply in application tonight, there are enemies that want to come and rob you of your zeal. And I'll tell you, one of the number one enemies is complacency. Complacent, you know, whatever, you know, just whatever. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. You ever heard that? It's just like whatever will be, will be. That's, a, that's, a, that's not biblical. It's nonsense. It was from some stupid song in the 70s, and it's French, no offense. If you're complacent, you're like, well, I, whatever, uh, whatever, God. He's not a whatever God. He's a God on purpose, and he wants you to move in his purposes, and by doing that with a burning, fiery heart, you'll see the plan of God erupt to the right and erupt to the left. I'm just telling you what you see happening around here, what's happening in all of our life groups, what's happening at KSM, what's happening with our new building being finished and completed. We're going to move in and see a great explosion. We're already having an explosion. You know how that's happening? It's not happening by, well, whatever. Whatever. 
You ever seen that? What, whatever is not, that's complacency. Complacency will rob you. You should be burning on the inside to fulfill God's plan. And I know many times we've gotten complacent. I have. I've gotten complacent at times because I've gotten discouraged. And if you get discouraged, you're just kind of like, man. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? If you get complacent, that, that'll rob you from zeal. It'll rob you from fire. It'll rob you from a glow. It'll rob you from passion. The second thing is you're taking notes, and I didn't give you blanks for these. Just write them in. Fear. Fear is another thing that'll rob you. Listen, I, you talk to my wife. I don't do fear. I'm not into that. I just don't. I'm like allergic to it. If, I'm, if I feel afraid, I run at it. If I'm running the other way, you should also run. It's kind of the way that I'm wired up. I don't like anybody spraying fear on me. It's like what a, it's like a, it's like what demons spray. It's a quote, Dr. Morocco quote. Demons spray like a fear, like a skunk sprays stink. And many times, but if you if you yield to fear, then you swallow the whole the whole enchilada. Fear can certainly rob you of zeal, passion, fire, fear. Fear and greed, I've said it before, drives the economies of the world, but faith and generosity moves the kingdom of God. Fear and greed are not something that we should partner with. Come on, somebody say, I'm not partnered with fear and greed. Say it. I'm not partnered. I'm moved by faith and generosity. Let faith move you. Confident assurance. Don't yield to fear. Now, the fear of the Lord, that's different. I have a whole next chapter coming up in my Old Testament studies on the fear of the Lord. I think that's just we excited about it. The fear of God. Well, that's the beginning of wisdom, the word says. Compromise is another thing that'll mess you up. Compromise. Recently, uh, in making a decision, I felt 95% good. I prayed, I got 97 out of it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I prayed by 97, 98 maybe, 98. And then it went back to 97. I keep praying. Now I'm at a 96. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Come on, 100. Come on, Jesus. Yeah, no. It's like mostly good. Oh, it's okay, Lord. You can take care of that. Amen. No. Listen. Don't do, th don't do things unless you know it's God's will. If you don't know it's God's will, don't do it. And so what, what do you do, pastor? I iced it. Iced. Pray. Man, ain't the timing of God until I know. And if you get over into compromise, you'll, you'll, you'll throw cold water on your fire. Laziness is another thing. Lazy. You know, we all battle with our flesh. You have to learn to discipline to put it. You have to discipline yourself to put it down. And laziness, your flesh is lazy. Your flesh just don't want to do anything. For all these years of coming to morning prayer, I mean, last night, I haven't been to morning prayer. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. I had one day to come to morning prayer. Got back, got home one night in my own bed. I don't feel like flying away tomorrow. Okay, I'm, and I, I have, don't judge me. You judge yourself. I'm, I'm half like, you know, maybe they just don't need me on this conference. 
Maybe Pastor Chris can call me and say, just send the other bald guy. <laughs> and I call, I even made an attempt to call to say, um, what's registration at? In other words, maybe you can do, maybe you can have that without the Alaskan. No, registration's great. No, hey, no, hey, we need you. I'm like, great. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Because I don't want to. In the flesh, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm gearing in. I'm, I'm, come on, I'm drawing back my bow. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to give it everything I got. I'm going to release the zeal of God. Amen. But my flesh wants to stay home. And like, I don't know. Just enjoy church. And study and just wee. No, no, gotta fly. And it's un, gotta get up at three in the morning. I'm not trying to say anything to like feel sorry for me. I'm just saying that when God tells you to do something, your laziness can override that and you'll miss the you'll miss the promotion. I've known pistol people. Pistol? Is that a word? I don't think so. I've known people. Let's have a praise break. I think Pastor Karen invented that word, pistle. I've known people that just won't get up. They can't be on time. They don't work hard. They're constantly looking for a way out. When it's time to haul stuff and carry things, you're just like, where'd Junior go? Where's Bubba? Where? And you're like, oh, yeah, he's in the bathroom. Oh, how many times you got to go to the bathroom? I mean, my God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Laziness. Laziness can move you out of zeal and move you out of the fire. You've got to be diligent. And diligence even ties into zeal. And there's times where I don't care for it. I love what Dr. Morocco says. Leaders lead. So this morning, morning prayer. We had guests. The Gannons were here. It's Pastor Karen's birthday. Happy birthday. Well, you know, it's, it's the whole week. Her birthday the other day, but we were celebrating again. It's her birthday on our 28th. So, you know, we're, we go out and we eat and now we're going to celebrate. And, you know, it's, it's 1130. It's 12 o'clock. I don't feel like getting up at 530 or six in the morning. And, you know, by the time I wind down, you know, it's 1230, whatever. We're talking, pillow talk. Thank you, Jesus. Go to sleep at 1230. I don't do so well going, getting, going to bed at 1230. I could have easily said, no. I need to rest because I'm taking a trip. And believe me, I tried that with the Lord. He's like, yeah, no, you don't. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, okay. And I remember Pastor, Pastor Heather. So are you going to prayer? It was like, are you going to? I'm like, yes. What time? <laughs> Leaving the house at 645. And I went upstairs. I was locked in. That's it. We're going. And we came. And it was powerful. Man, it was 50, 60 people here. Some of you were lazy. I'm going over here. Some of you are lazy, and you don't get up, and that's why you're wondering where the fire is. You're wondering where your zeal is. You can't get your carcass out of bed. Come on. I didn't mean to scare you, and if I spit on any of you right here, I have had COVID three times, and I have a very durable immunity, and I feel great, so praise the Lord. 
All right. Where are we? All right, we desperately need to be set on fire. The church, the living God, needs to be set on fire with the Holy Spirit. And one of the reasons you like this place is that's because of the fire. Whatever degree, I know we can go to another level. I'm not saying we have all the fire. We might have ankle-deep fire. I don't know what we have, but for the love of God, I want to go deeper. I want to go wider. I want to go broader. I want, to, I want more. I want more of the Holy Spirit to come. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Come on, lift your hands in Dillingham, wherever you are. Holy Spirit. Come set us on fire. Set us on fire. I mean, you just don't see lukewarmness being encouraged in Scripture. Channel your fire into service. You all there? Be zealous for spiritual gifts. Let's see that you excel in these gifts and that you build up the church. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. Earnestly covet the greater gifts. Earnestly covet. Everybody say earnestly covet. There's a principle of spiritual coveting, hunger, zeal, passion. And I've told the story so many times. It was just here recently, Prophet John Harkey Prophet John Harkey is one of our dear friends. We've known for 25 years as well. Actually, I guess it's 30 years him also. 30 years for him and his wife, just about. He was an unusual kind of geek, pot smoker. Oh, he'll tell you the story. If we ask him to share his testimony, he will. He smoked large quantities of hooch, also known as cannabis, and then came to church and like got saved. And, and I remember one of our pastors had a word of knowledge. He's having a fight with his wife. And there, I might not tell this exactly the way it is, but it's close. He had a fight with his wife and he's in his car. And the pastor had a word of knowledge that he had an ounce of dope underneath his seat. And that because he was smoking pot, it was causing strife in the, in the, in the relationship and in his marriage. So he gave him... This word of knowledge, right? Like in church, right? You have an ounce of dope under your seat right now. He's like, what? How do you know that? <laughs> sure enough, he did. Well, if you know the story of John Harkey, John Harkey, John Harkey got rid of his weed and he started going after God and he, and he became a life group leader, started going to a life group, became a life group assistant, became a life group leader, and then began to serve. And so he was serving long before I ever even came into the church. And then he started thinking, my gosh, I think I could maybe, I want to prophesy. Can I prophesy? Hey, pastor, can I prophesy? I mean, it was kind of like that. And he got a hold of the biblical principle of spiritual coveting. You see, any gift and any anointing you see in scripture, you can have if you do what they did to receive it. Now, I know there's an aspect of God's sovereignty, but John just forced his way in. I think he harassed Jesus so much, harassed the Father so Fine! You can have it then. And I remember the first service he prophesied. He, I was in uh, like row four or five, middle section. He was over to the right, more up front. And there's this hush that came over the congregation. And he says, yay, my children. The Lord loved thee. I was like, is that it? I was so jealous of him. That, really, I, I was stirred to jealousy. He irritated me. Uh, now I realize that actually that is a gift I have. 
to irritate people to zeal. Come on, lift your hands and say, God, I want every gift you have for me. Go ahead. Well, then are you willing to put, listen, my wife is an amazing cook. When she, when she makes food, I can come to the table or I can stay in the corner of the house. Dinner served. Thanks. Are you going to come? Yeah. And then it gets cold. And then before you know it, you haven't gotten up and, because you have a pile of peanuts underneath your seat. Or maybe you're, you're chewing on some chocolate macadamia nut candies. And you've gorged yourself with the chocolate macadamia nut candies. But you have not bellied up to eat the roast beef, the, the gifts of the spirit of the really deep things of God. You haven't come to the table. I'm telling you, God wants you to come to the table. God wants you to come hungry and thirsty. And it's an invitation for every one of us. It's not just a special few. It's not just the Haggerty's of us all. What time is it? Oh, we got lots of time. So zeal, earnestly covet, is a picture of being zealous for what God has. Passionate for what God has. Uh, be eager to do what is good, he says here to the Romans. and Labor fervently in prayer. And I quoted this scripture before Pastor Heather prayed. James 5.16, turn there. I'm going to read to you from the Amplified Version, which reads, James 5.16, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. The fervent prayer, fervent, the zealous prayer. I'm just telling you, I've seen more miracles released when I prayed with everything I had as opposed to well, Lord, you know everything, and I'll just pray. Pray God, you know, amen. What? Man, pray God's word. And when you know what God's word is, use that thing like a howitzer to mow down the enemy. Use it like a 50 cal to mow down the opposition until you see breakthrough. That doesn't happen by a smooth, apathetic, lazy spirit. I'm not talking to anybody in here, I'm sure. Come on, lift your hand to heaven and say, God, give me zeal for the house of the Lord. Love one another with a pure heart. Fervently, fervently. Excel in the grace of giving. He goes on to talk about giving. Be enthusiastic about the things of God. Be enthusiastic about what God's doing. Be enthusiastic. There's times when people have not been enthused. There's times in my own life, I'll just pick on me. There's times in my own life where I've not just felt really enthused. I, this power conference I'm going to. Now, there's people online right now. They're going to be at the power conference. They'll see this later. I love you. It has nothing to do with that. Just been working real hard, and I miss sleeping in my own bed, and it's just the flesh, that's all. God called me to come. You're all going to get smashed. So the Holy Ghost, the fire of God is going to hit that place, going to drop a bomb right in the middle of, of, of God, a God bomb, a kingdom bomb from heaven, going to be dropped in Branson, the power of God. There's lots of bald people going to come. 
It's going to be amazing. But in my flesh, I want to stay home. I miss my dog. Pastor Karen misses our dog too. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You're going to go see your dad. And we're going to be interceding for Scott as he has Hungry Man Jacks at home or whatever he has to eat. <laughs> and you're going to go minister to your dad, and I'm sure that's something you want to do. But there's many times when God calls us to do things that we don't feel like doing it. You know, the other side of obedience, there'll be a release of God's power. And if you don't obey, then you won't see that. And, you, and I'm, I'm, I found many times I don't even know it. I missed it. Zeal. Be enthusiastic about what, about what you're doing for God. Be enthusiastic in your marriage. Be a fuddy-duddy, for God's sake. I'm not sure what that is. Pastor Karen also, <laughs> Pastor Karen also uses that word. Could you come and jump on those keys for me? I guess we have to take a date. They said it should take a date night every week. Who wants to go out with the likes of you? <laughs> Do you expect your wife to be like, oh, yes, let's go? Well, <laughs> change your shorts. Comb your hair, brush your teeth, get some swag, baby. Come on. He said, well, yeah, I'm older. Well, get older yourself. Pop your collar. We're going out tonight. She'd be like, <laughs> she's like, we are? Oh, yeah. We're going out tonight. Hey. Some of you are not like that with the Lord. Some of you come to church like, well, I hope Pastor Preach is good. I hope the worships are right. Man, that was an old song. I don't like that one. It's too loud. It's too soft. I don't like the moving lights. <laughs> Where's your passion? When's the last time, like, you just, when's the last time when you got home, you couldn't wait? Gosh, I'm being convicted myself. Got it into electronics. Then I, the Word. Do you know this Bible has a history? I've had this Bible a long time. I have numerous Bibles, but this one's a special one for me for a lot of reasons. I, I, I kiss the pages occasionally. Not just this one, all of them. I love the smell of my Bible. When's the last time your heart began to accelerate in its tempo because you're going to read the Word? Like never. Stick around. Keep coming. When's the last time you felt like, oh, snap, we get to go to church tonight. Oh, it's going to be good, going to be good, going to be good, going to be good. 
church in the city. Creedence Clearwater Revival. When's the last time you cultivated a heart of zeal? And I've, I've gotten over into compromise at times and I've been complacent at times and there's been times where I've allowed fear to get me out. And God knows I've struggled with laziness. Maybe not unlike you. But something happened to me. You know, I haven't preached in a while. I feel like I haven't preached in six months. It's probably a week. But when you go from preaching seven messages a week to like one, I'm going to make up for it this weekend. You know, it was time to prepare and start seeking the Lord about preaching tonight. And I'm just going to have Brother Long Rope Deep Water <laughs> preach. And I, I probably would have enjoyed that a lot. You're a great preacher, and, and I love you. And the Lord's like, no, you're preaching. I'm like, okay, awesome. And I just started thinking about that and started praying and closed my eyes and took a rest and began to see what he wanted me to preach. And all of a sudden, my heart started stirring. It was not stirring before that. I'm just being honest. You, you, you just walk around a burning bush, don't you, Pastor? No. no I was skiing. I was skiing. It wasn't any burning bush. I was shushing down the hills of Alaska. But then as I began to turn my heart towards the Lord, and I began to look in, into his word, and I began to pray and say, God, and I just, oh, Lord, Lord, give me something to, to feed your people. Father, help. And I've got series and different things, and I looked at some of that, and they're like, no, no, no. So there was nothing. I had to, there was something fresh they wanted to do. And it's this message on zeal. Because so many people are lackadaisical. They have no passion, no fire, no zeal. Because they've yielded to fear. They've got compromise. They're lazy. I know I might not be talking to anybody here. Maybe a few. Complacent. Lift your hands to heaven. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com. And may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.